Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. I need to start today's show with a sincere apology. I need to apologize to all of you who are about to be pissed off. I need to apologize to all of you brokers out there who are going to write nasty things about us on the Inman comments as the show gets published on Inman, and to all of those who we're frankly about to scare the crap out of. And I need to apologize to all of you ahead of time because I promise most of you, 90% of you, your first reaction is going to be negative to what we're going to tell you on today's podcast. Just a fact. So let me just start out by saying, I'm sorry, now get over it. Because the reality of it is, is what we're going to do today is we're going to, we've been on the past two shows about this topic, we told you what's going to happen, why it's going to happen. Now we're going to give you, into, we're going to get, as promised, into the, the details. We're going to tell you how to form your own program. We're going to give you more statistical facts about what's actually happening in the marketplace and why these uh, instant offers, iBuyer programs, are going to change the real estate industry. Not might, not could, not maybe, not one day, but are, like in now. Like in, if you're in Arizona, they're buying 100 houses a month right now in your market. Are you doing something about it? Are you paying attention? So we're going to get into the weeds. But like I said, and Julie, we don't have time for that today, so we're not going to do that today. So, okay, just uh, Julie, that, Yeah, no problem. We're not going to do that today. I have a, we have a lot of ground to cover. So, yep. So here's the thing, guys. You are going to probably – your first reaction is going to be a negative reaction because what we're going to tell you is going to cause you some pain, is going to cause you probably some consternation. Move past those initial uh, emotions as fast as you can because we're going to tell you how to make a freaking fortune and help literally thousands of people with you coming up with your own iBuyers program. But if you're stuck in the mud emotionally about this, uh, what the content we're about to present to you, or if you don't like how we're going to present this content, you just need to move past it and you need to adapt to the change. Guys, the greatest amounts of fortune, the greatest amounts of money have always been made in the greatest times of change. In the history of history, that's true. You can think about that, and you'll go back and you'll think during the Industrial Revolution and obviously the more modern technical, technology revolution and the time, you know, all the different things that have happened. People went from working in farm fields and they migrated to working in cities. All those times, and you can go all the way even further back into history, not even U.S. history, and you're going to see the greatest opportunities to make money are always during the greatest times of change. In our opinion, we're in one of those times now. So, yes, I know many of you will react negatively, but let's move past that, and I want you guys to seize the opportunity. We're going to tell you how to do it. So, Julie, listen, I just want to get into it, like I said. So yes, for those of you perfect. guys who are, who are Game of Thrones fans and you watched the uh, season premiere of the last season of Game of Thrones, I've got some bad news for you. First of all, there's only six episodes this year, which really sucks, but... <laughs> Like, I think, you know, we were watching it last night, and it's no longer Winter is Coming. It's now Winter is Here. So if you're not a Game of Thrones fan, what the hell are you thinking not being a Game of Thrones fan? But for those of you who are, you know what I'm talking about. Here's, I'm going to give you guys quick five points, and I want you to write these down, 
Um, and I want you to monitor your emotions because if you find yourself overreacting to what we're saying and essentially feeling like you need to attack or you need to defend, you're not allowing – you need to set your ego aside and just realize that this actually is going to create opportunities for you. So here is what's going to happen. We can say this is what Tim and Julie are think is going to happen or this is what might happen. You guys can frame this however you want to, but this is what's going to happen, and we're going to prove it to you. Number one, iBuyer companies will flourish. Uh, market goes up, market goes down, it won't matter. They're going to kick ass. We've proven to you, hopefully, in the past, uh, the first two shows of this series, that the iBuyers model is being easily, vast, widely, eagerly accepted by sellers. Of course it is. And so it's going to continue to be so. Number, point number two, iBuyers companies will seize market share. In Arizona, one company is closing on 100 homes per month. They're trying to keep this on the down low, but that is what they're doing. One of these iBuyers companies are closing on 100 uh, homes per month. They intend on putting these homes for sale next year. What will happen? I want you guys to think about this. What will happen in those markets? Scottsdale is one of the markets. What will happen in those markets when one broker it all of a sudden has 1,200 listings, 2,500 listings? Will they put them all for sale at once? I don't think so. They're going to meter them out. But they are not holding these properties for rental. They're going to put, be putting these houses back for sale. So how long would it take for a broker to basically have market dominance in your market if essentially they had that many homes for sale? I should have researched this prior to today's podcast, and hopefully somebody in Arizona will tell me what, how many houses actually are listed, just listings, let's not even worry about buyer side, just one side of the transaction, how many listings happen every year in the two major markets in Arizona. I'm going to guess, Julie. Well, actually, I'm not going to guess. You guys will tell me. Yeah. So of that, look to see how many houses these companies have been buying in your marketplaces. One company is buying on average 100 uh, per month. So I don't know. Like, Let's assume there's maybe 125 to 150 that are being bought per month. And they've been let's, – let's say in you know this time next year, they'll have purchased, say, 2,500 homes, maybe 3,000 homes. I bet in your marketplace there might be 5,000, maybe 55, maybe 6,500 transactions per year. So if these guys have essentially, um, you know, essentially purchased a, uh, the viable inventory for the next, say, year, what are you guys going to do to compete with that? When you go, basically your buyers are going to start the buyers you think you have in the bag, your centers of influence buyers, your would-be move-up buyers. Those buyers start calling on these uh, iBuyer broker listings, you know. And they're obviously going to be captured. They're going to be caught in the ecosystem of those other companies because those other companies are going to find out that they have houses to sell and, of course, do offers to them. And I want, in case you guys are listening to this, you didn't listen to the past two shows, here's the reason that this is a disruptive business model to in, our industry. They are buying these houses, guys, for an amount that is netting the seller the same, basically, had they listed the house for sale with you through a normal traditional retail-type broker experience. The amount of money the seller walks away with is the same, but the seller can choose their closing date. The seller doesn't have to deal with inspections. The seller doesn't have to worry about buyers. The seller doesn't have to worry about uh, showings. The seller doesn't have to worry about conditioning their house. The seller doesn't have to worry about all the stuff that goes with trying to retail their house, and they net the same. Guys, it's not a compelling proposition for sellers it's a lights out to our industry proposition to sellers and don't believe this isn't just my opinion this is a fact look what's happening in arizona look what's happening in other markets they are gobbling up inventory these are facts from the mls we were told directly by somebody who is monitoring all this stuff that that's what's happening so i buyer companies are going to own the buyer leads 
there's pretty much no chance that by this time next year, in the markets in which the iBuyer companies have really dug in, you're going to find that these guys basically are able to essentially have a contact relationship, something with virtually every buyer in your marketplace. Zillow recognizes this. Point number four, Zillow will tightly align themselves with all the major iBuyer companies. Uh, so much of what the, uh, so much of what let's see what did I write so much so much so so much so that there is a reason to believe Zillow will move towards referrals versus buy, buy I'm sorry selling leads in the very near future. So it's our belief, and we've presented this case many times. The next natural move for Zillow is to become essentially a great you know a referral source where they're going to start referring out opposed to selling impressions or you know selling leads. They're going to get into the direct referral business. And your mindset. If you expect to be in this business, Zillow is a marketing partner, but effectively they are going to be essentially a competition for you. That is what they're going to be. That is essentially what they already are. And, and by the very definition of competition, where you have to compete for the attention of your buyer, your seller, your customer, Zillow is competing with you for that relationship. And soon they're going to be competing with you for that um, that referral. They're going to be competing with you for that transaction. Some of you guys have been reading the comments on Inman and on our own website, reading your emails. You're saying Zillow would never do that. They'd have to get a real estate license. Is that really that difficult? Is it really that difficult to find somebody out there with a broker's license that basically wants to be the broker of records so they can collect referral fees? Is that really that challenging? Is it that well, hard? It hasn't been a problem for relocation prob uh, companies for ages. They never had that problem. Exactly. They're happy to right. collect. I mean, what? What, okay, okay, let's scale it off re Julie's point, relocation companies. Look at this. You guys familiar with the Dave Ramsey program? You guys know how that works. Some of you don't, and here's basically the bottom line. You basically will get leads from Dave Ramsey, the you know nationally syndicated radio show host, written lots of books, and uh, there's Glenn Beck's doing the same thing. Other people are doing the same thing. I think um, – I forget uh, the gal from New York who's on um, – uh, Shark Tank, yes. I think she was trying to do the same thing. So it's a proven business model, guys, that they can refer leads out to you, and you guys will pay. I think uh, Ramsey charges 27%, and they give the leads based on the agent's ability to convert the lead and get the transaction because they only get paid when the agent gets paid. So they're going to be giving preference to agents that actually know how to do their job. The moral of the story, guys, is the business model has long since been proven, and so is obviously going to copy it. I, I, honestly, I'd be stunned if they didn't do it this year. Point number five. I-buyers companies, and this is the one that's going to really piss agents off, but this is the truth. I-buyer companies won't need the MLS. They won't need the MLS. They won't, in our opinion, they will not be putting their listings in the MLS. Why would they? If you have that many listings, you don't need the MLS. But, Tim, they won't have the exposure. They won't this, the other thing. Guys, in many of your marketplaces, the war is already lost. Zillow won. You know, it is a fact. So you think Zillow is going to tell these iBuyer companies, no, we do not want you putting our list, your listings on our website because they're not in the MLS? No, they're not going to do right. that. Of course they're not going to do that. Zillow is going to welcome with open arms this li these listings from these iBuyer companies, even if they're not in the MLS. Do not kid yourself. That is what's going to happen. iBuyer companies, this is a big picture thing. You guys need to see this for what it is. iBuyer companies will grow from their listings. Buyers with homes to sell, with their, uh, they'll have to list their homes with iBuyer companies. They'll, you know, you're a buyer, you're interested in moving up. You call a house that's listed by one of the iBuyer companies. The iBuyer companies find out you have a house to sell. They're going to say, we'll guarantee or we'll essentially buy your house. You can purchase this next house without having to go through the traditional painful process. You tell me an example, as long as the math works out, where 10 out of 10 sellers won't agree to that. I can't think of a single seller that wouldn't embrace that. I would, and so are you. 
don't get pissed off. Don't worry. I'm going to give you guys a punch, to, a counterpunch to all this. Point number six: the fasting, the fastest growing segment uh, for this is going to be institutional buyers, institutional investors. Now, this is what the industry is not seeing. The industry, our industry, and Julie and I have been talking to some of the uh, founders, some of the uh, the people running the largest real estate brokerages in the country. We've been talking to them about this and, very, and a variety of other topics. But what they're not seeing, and what we find ourselves, we're talking to these guys that have been in the industry for longer than we have, that are you know running some of the largest real estate brokerages in the world, big, big companies who I'm not going to name. So here's the thing that to a person so far that they are not seeing. And here it is, these three points. BlackRock is now the single largest owner of homes in the world. BlackRock is, as many of you don't know, a company based out of Wall Street. They started buying houses in the recession, and they're still buying. And they're not the only ones. There's institutional investors out there right now that you're competing against. You guys know this. If you're North Carolina, Indianapolis, North Atlanta, Houston, Dallas, uh, there's a whole bunch of other markets. If you guys are in those markets, you are not just competing with the other buyers for when you're representing a buyer. You're con- competing against these institutional all-cash buyers, and those buyers are buying over asking price. They're buying these properties, a lot of these guys, because their investment thesis is they're buying them and then they're renting them. They're not going to sell them. So there's you guys seeing all the pieces on the board now? This is how it's really working. Like I said, winter is here. Hopefully you're paying attention. So it's critical. It, it, you guys online, and I've been talking with these brokers about this and these owners of these brokerages and these franchise holders, They've been saying, Tim, the money doesn't make sense. How can these guys make a profit if all they're doing is basically buying these houses at 12%? And they, and this is always what you guys are telling me. And by you guys, I mean these folks that have been, you know, emailing me. You're saying the broker or these iBuyer companies will lose their asses as soon as the market steps back. Uh, they will in your short thinking, short term mindset. Because they don't, but they don't give a crap. Okay, these guys are operating off investor money. So, as you guys know, one of these brand new startup companies just got funded for another round of a quarter billion dollars. I think it was two hundred and seventy-four million dollars. But here's what you don't know, and I'm breaking this news today: there is an iBuyers company that's getting into this space that's been funded. <laughs> Brad Inman's going to hammer me for me to tell him who it is, but I'm not going to. It, it, I'm going to wait for them to say it themselves. But with three billion dollars, now when a three billion dollar institutional investor comes to market and they're purchasing properties, do you really believe that they give a crap whether they lose a little bit of money in the short term? What these guys are going for is market share. They're doing what Zillow did. They're doing what Amazon did. They're doing what all these other companies did. They're ga- grabbing up market share. As soon as they have dominant market share, which they, in essence, will purchase, right, because some of these housing deals that these guys are buying are not going to pen out. You guys are going to see some of these transactions closing. You're going to see when those guys put those houses back for sale, they're going to lose money. And, indeed, maybe next year when they put these houses back for sale, you're going to do the math and you're going to realize that they lost money. They don't care. That's something that our industry is struggling with. They don't give a crap because they are using investor money, and the investors are playing long ball where all of us are playing short ball. Okay? They're thinking differently than the industry is thinking. That is scary to me that our industry is struggling to wake up to see that the elf, that again, Game of Thrones fans, winter is here. Wholesaling, point number seven, wholesaling, and then we're going to get to marketing and how you guys can come out with your own program. Wholesaling. Um, that has been a so uh, that uh, wholesaling. 
Oh, we're associating okay. the new yeah. iBuyer okay. movement with uh, We Buy Ugly Houses. That's one of the agent arguments is that We Buy Ugly Houses has been around forever. They didn't get much traction. But what you're saying, I think, is stop associating that as the same thing. Is that right? That's right. Thank you. And this, these are notes from a conversation I had again with one of these. Uh, Julie and I both actually had this conversation with a um, – I, I, I really do not want to say who, but it was a, um, a leader of the largest Influential trustworthy. Girls. Okay, let's just say that. And so his argument was that, look, Tim, Julie, you guys are way off on this because the We Buy Ugly Houses things, guys, the wholesaling guys have never really taken off. And what he was missing, and after about 10 minutes of explaining to him why he was missing, and he changed his opinion, by the way, what he was missing was the fact that basically the We Buy Ugly Houses model was only designed to go after distressed property or distressed real estate. Okay, that's the reason it's never really been competition for retail real estate. This is totally, completely different. And I think we've hopefully proven it to you guys over the first two podcasts we did on this conversation. But really the bottom line is is that people now – will every single seller uh, want an iBuyer's offer and uh, will want to do an iBuyer's deal? I'm going to be very clear on this. The answer is yes if they net the same. And you guys are going to argue, well, we net the same when we sell houses. Well, we, you know, you're going to try to use a FISBO argument. Well, FISBOs net less and the iBuyers will net less. Guys, that's just bullshit. The fact is, is that it's going to be very easy to, for you, for them, for anyone to determine what the market value of the house is. The same price. Matter of fact, some of these sellers might end up interviewing you. You're going to tell them what the, sell, what the house is worth. The iBuyers companies are going to tell them what the house is worth. It's going to be similar enough. Even if you guys try to buy the listing from the seller, you know what I'm talking about. At the end of the day, the seller is still going to put more value on an instant offer. As long as the numbers are the same or close to the same, the iBuyers companies are going to win nine times out of ten. That's just a fact. Now, as the market changes and as these guys get more market share, as these guys can start basically being a little bit greedier, that is what they're going to do, and they will start basically offering less than 12%. They're going to start basically making it so that they get more of a discount so they can start making more money on this. But remember, these guys could totally use listings as a loss leader to their business model and make the money on, others, on, on uh, mortgages. This, this could be a mortgage play long term. Ancillary services, moving services, who the heck knows? The fact is, is controlling the listing inventory. If you can get a stranglehold on listing inventory in any market, you control the market. The buyer side business, in our opinion, is going to be coming to an end, and I'm going to explain that. And this is, again, one of the things that we're the only ones that are warning you guys about this, but it is truly our belief. Now, bottom line is, let's just assume, and if you guys want to t talk with this about this one-on-one, -on -one, I'm more than willing to, but the reality of it is, is that Arizona is proof. Even in a hot market, which Arizona's market is not just hot as in literally hot, but hot as in selling hot. So hot that planes can't take off during the day. But the market itself is on fire. We have some of the top agents, top brokers, top new home developers that are working with us on the coaching side. And the market is crazy. And the iBuyers companies are still buying houses like nuts. Sellers know that they could retail their house and sell it in 22 seconds, and they're still choosing the iBuyers route. And you guys already know that when the market shifts, when it starts to become more balanced, a.k.a. a buyer's market, then obviously they're going to have a compelling business proposition because sellers will be less um, you know, confident that their house will sell. So I want you guys to see that this concept has legs way beyond the traditional we buy ugly houses model. We expect – and I have yet to find anyone who can give me a compelling argument against this, so if you'd like to, please do – that 30% of every seller, depending on how the math works, will do an iBuyer's transaction. But we expect – and this is what matters most – we expect that 100% – 
if every seller out there will be interested in an iBuyer's offer. So let's say that again. 100% of every seller in your marketplace, when these guys really start hitting the ground in your market, you're going to see, and if you're in Arizona, you already know what's happening. But 100% of every seller is going to be interested in this program. 30% we suspect will do it. But if you're in a marketplace where these guys are trying to buy market share, you're going to have a real hard time competing with them. So you're going to have to come out with your own program. Otherwise, you're going to lose. We're going to tell you how to do that. So stay tuned for that. So you guys get it. Are you guys with me on that? Now, the, 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 the contraction in the industry will be fast and harsh for buyer's agents. This is point number eight. We've given you guys our argument against focusing on being, working with buyers a billion times on this podcast. We've been doing it for over two years. We have thousands of shows. The recurring theme from every show is become a listing agent. There's not much future in working with buyers. And honestly, two years ago, we didn't even see this coming, but this just further, furthers our cause about that being a viable argument. Buyer agents getting 2.5% or 3% of the commission is going away. The buyer agent commission is an entitlement of the transaction is going away. If a buyer has a uh, non-iBuyer agent working with them, think about what I'm saying here, guys. They will have to add the buyer's com uh, agent's commission to the deal. In other words, the iBuyer companies will not automatically pay a co-op. Why would they? They want the buyers going direct. But, Tim, that violates our MLS rules. They're not putting their listings over time in the MLS. Why would they? Do you guys get how this is a sea change and what's going to happen in your marketplace? Now, the good thing is, is that you, if you look to see what these guys are buying, they're buying houses up to a certain price range, they're, and they're not buying upper-end houses. You're going to have a lot. Remember, we suspect that 30% of the folks will be actually transacting with these guys within 24 months or less. You know, assuming they keep on getting venture funded at the levels in which we're told that they are, it could actually happen quicker in some markets. Um, but you're going to have sellers that aren't going to want to do it. You're going to have sellers that, you know, those types of things will always happen. But again, the most important thing from these first eight points is that every seller in your marketplace is going to be interested in this. You're not going to go on a listing appointment in Arizona where the seller is not going to either say or think, I wonder what the iBuyer guys will offer me. Okay? So if you do not go in there prepared, you're going in there to fail. Now let's talk, Julie, any thoughts at this point? Okay, so let's talk about marketing. Your mindset has to be that you're under attack. So I want you guys to have the mindset you're coming out with your own program. That's what I want you to do. I want every single broker, every single agent, every single everybody to have the mindset they're going to come out with their own program. I know you guys are fearful about this, but I'm going to tell you how to do it. Julie and I are going to lay it out for you. So let's talk first of all about marketing. Your mindset has to be that you're under attack. You must see this for what it is, and all I attack on how business is done. These programs will not just affect the listing side. It is our belief that if you're not offering an instant offers program in the next 12 months or less, you will lose. If you are competing with the instant offers companies now and you aren't uh, offering an instant offers program, you already have lost. Now, we suspect that smart, forward-thinking brokers, teams, and individual agents, frankly, are going to start offering their own instant offers programs to counterpunch what these big companies are doing. You have to get that ready now. If you're in America like Columbus, Ohio, where Julie and I uh, sold real estate, um, and the old joke is basically if the world ever comes to an end, you want to be in Columbus, Ohio, probably, you, you probably have an extra two to three years. <laughs> Get it? It's true. You know, and a program like this probably won't come to Columbus, Ohio until after it's been rolled out in major markets. But if you're a smart, forward-thinking agent in one of these markets uh, that doesn't necessarily have this threat at your doorstep now, you have to be ready. You have to be prepared. You have to get ahead of the market. 
So num- uh, marketing, not offering an instant offers program now is akin to not putting up putting your listings online. I remember, Julie and I remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, the, some of you guys listening are going to be like, you can't imagine a world without the Internet. Well, the Internet really didn't start kicking in until the mid-90s, uh, consumer Internet. And we bought our URL 26 years ago, t- uh, Tim and Julie Harris. We were one of the first agents in the nation to own their own URL. Okay? Forward thinking, maybe. But here's the reality. Some agents never bought their own URL. Some agents never – they fought against putting houses online. They didn't see the writing on the wall. They were believing that the paradigm would change. What they weren't tuning into was the right station. And the station was the station where the sellers were saying, we want this. We want the information online. We want more pictures. We want more access to data. We don't want to have to be overly dependent on you guys anymore. But the industry, a lot of the old guard industry fought against it, and they lost. They went out of business. They eventually had to you know, basically decide to put their stuff online. I know it sounds insane now for me to even suggest a broker not put their listings online. Can you imagine that, a broker not putting their listings online? And yet, guys, that's what happened back then. That's what's going to happen in our opinion, to many of the brokers, team leaders, individual agents who don't choose to embrace a program like this. Point number three under marketing, as brokers wake up, instant offers is the killer tool to recruit agents. Brokers, this is the killer tool to recruit agents. You guys have been trying to recruit agents for the past 10 years off giving them buyer leads. Well, guess what? You'll get more buyer leads than you know what to do with when you have listings. If KW, for example, were to form an agreement with an institutional investor or use their own money and form their own instant offers program, how long would it take for KW agents to dominate the marketplace? And this is true with Century 21, Berkshire Hathaway, Coldwell Banker, Prudential, uh, any of the other massive, wonderful companies in the country you know, that uh, are getting market share. If you guys were to come out with your own program and you were to give your agents the tool to basically offer instant offers to your, uh, your marketplace, how long would it take for you guys not just to obviously get listings, but on top of that, how long would it take for your broker to start recruiting some of the best agents in town? Do you guys get what I'm saying here? That would mean that every agent in your marketplace that works for your brokerage would basically have a, a tool that gave them an unfair advantage in the marketplace once they obviously knew how to present it. It's not just giving them a tool. They have to know how to use it. So if you had to compete with those agents and you didn't have an instant offers program, brokers, you're toast. You just are. If you don't have an instant offers program in place for your agents to offer and your competitors do, or a national company like Berkshire Hathaway I believe that how – how many billions of dollars is Warren Buffett sitting on? You don't think he's paying attention to this? You don't think he's going to get into this space? Of course he is. In some form or another, he probably already has, and I just don't know about it yet. Someone's going to email me and tell me, I bet you. So if you're a broker competing for agent talent and your competitor has an instant offers program and you don't, you really are setting yourself up for failure. And it won't happen slowly. It's going to happen fast. Think about that. Brokers. Look, guys, I know this is causing you fear. Move past the fear and get into action immediately. Don't contemplate it. Don't think about it. Don't put it on your list of shit to do. Get it done. If you are competing against agents right now, as all of you are, we work with some of the top brokers in the country. All you guys want to talk about is recruiting, of course. If you have an instant offers program and you're in front of the best agent in town that you'd love to recruit to work part of your, be part of your brokerage, and you can give them the tool of an instant offers program, it is game over for your competition, isn't it? Think about that. 
killer idea. Are you using these things? Are you writing these ideas down? Where do you uh, marketing? Where do you advertise? Where do you market your instant offers program? And I'm going to give you guys your goal. <laughs> I told this to a coaching client this morning. You laughed. His name is Joe. So Joe and Reno, if you're listening, I'm going to give you <laughs> recognition. I want in your marketplace all of you to be known as Instant Offers Joe, Instant Offers Bob, Instant Offers Tim and Julie. I want people to associate your name with the words Instant Offers because that is going to be where the action's at in your marketplace. If you're in a market where these guys haven't decided to sink their teeth in yet, then you have a uh, you have an, uh, an advantage over other markets where brokers and agents are still in the denial phase, haven't accepted the fact that this is a sea change that's going to happen. I want you to advertise your Instant Offers program everywhere. Everywhere means everywhere. It means on your, all your digital media. It means everywhere on social. It means in your print advertising. Um, you, everything and everywhere, you need to let folks know that you have this new exclusive instant offers program. The point of it is, and look, I know that not every seller is going to want to do it. But remember what I said. Every seller is going to be interested in it. If you're in a marketplace, Julie and I used to sell in New Albany, Ohio, right? And if I come out with an instant offers program in New Albany, Ohio, and my competitors don't, I will get call-outs from sellers that we're planning on listing with them, but they're going to at least give us the time of day and an opportunity to sit down and talk with them because we offer this program. Do you guys understand this? Do you guys get this? I think you do. You do, don't you? Yeah, I know you do. I can feel it. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. All right, so uh, use the term instant offers. Lock in that term, and I want you to associate your name with the term instant offers immediately. So over time, what happens when a new marketing idea, guys, comes out, people try to basically put it, it – I'll use the example Kleenex, right? Kleenex is sort of the universal term for tissues. And you guys can think of lots of other examples like that. In our opinion, because Zillow is going to start pumping money into this, we think that the trade term for this is going to be called instant offers. If somebody else comes out with a better way of marketing it, I'm going to tell you guys. But for now, I want all of you, every single one of you, to go online, do wherever you buy your URL, and I want you to lock in the word instant offers associated with your name. For example, if Julie and I were still selling real estate, I would lock in Harris Instant Offers Program or Tim and Julie's Instant Offer Program. Lock them in. Buy the URL. Lock it in so that you have that working for you because, again, it's our opinion that if you don't offer an instant offers program, you are not going to get the opportunities you otherwise would. Uh, if some of you guys do radio ads, some of you know everyone does home brochures. Another killer place to offer instant offers, and this is the first place I would go if I, if I were you, is all of you guys sub, sub, should subscribe to um, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. And on your recording for 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM, you need to hammer down on your instant offers program. Now, I'm sorry we didn't cover enough ground today. Tomorrow we're going to talk about how to present the Instant Offers program. And then we're also going to talk about how to structure the finances of the Instant Offers program. We're going to talk a little bit about the contract language. And then we're going to talk to you guys about how to finance it. Honestly, the financing end of it is easier than you think. So don't fear that. I know that's the big thing that you guys have floating in your head. How are we going to pay for it? Tune in tomorrow. We're going to tell you how to do it. Guys, embrace the change. Don't be fearful of it. Don't try to crap on it. Don't try to basically convince yourself it's not going to happen. Don't try to talk yourself into not having to learn, change, and adapt, and evolve. It's already worked. This is a proven concept. Huge, huge money is getting into this space. 
institutional investors that have way more money than all the top brokers combined are getting into this space. Billions of dollars are going to flood this space. This is what's going to happen. You guys with me? How do you feel? Some of you still feel scared, I realize. Most of you feel excited. Most of you are starting to realize and having the sparks pop from your brain, realize what an incredible opportunity this is. And it is. It's exciting. So I want you guys to email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Remember, you can listen to the previous podcast, the two we've done on this series. It's titled the same thing, part one, part two. They're on timandjulieharris.com. They're also on iTunes, and they're also over on Stitcher. Listen, if you're going to put in a snarky, nasty comment, you need to basically be ready to defend it because I'm going to call you out. You cannot just snipe. You have to – when you snipe – what you're doing is you're, you're essentially reinforcing complacency. You're reinforcing other people not taking action on it, and you're actually hurting people. And I'm not going to stand for it. So if you, have an, if you have a belief why what we're saying is incorrect about the evolution of this particular business model, I want you not just to say what your belief is, but I want you to reinforce it with facts like we're doing on our podcast. Okay? So there it is. Tune in tomorrow. We're going to give you the rest of this, guys. Hopefully you're excited. Hopefully you're motivated. If you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris is brought to you in part by Firepoint. Growing a real estate business is all about knowing your numbers. Long-term success in real estate is knowing how to capitalize on those numbers daily. As the head of your team, whether it's one, 100, or even 1,000 people, Firepoint is the all-in-one business solution for you. Created by agents for agents, Firepoint is more than just another CRM. Firepoint offers a complete picture of your business. From lead generation to team management and accountability and the best return on investment reports in the industry, Firepoint is the solution that is focused on what matters, showing you the most profitable path to more closed transactions. Schedule a free demo at Firepoint.net. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.